0: Story 5 of Bumper the White Rabbit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. Bumper the White Rabbit by George Ethelbert Walsh. Bumper and the Redheaded Girl. The redheaded girl with the freckles on her nose and a dimple in her chin didn't stop until she was on the top floor of the big house where Toby's howls couldn't be heard. She opened the door of a dark room and went in, slamming and locking the door after her. "'There, now, I guess he can't find us!' she exclaimed. Then, to Bumper, she turned him again crooning. "'You poor little rabbit! Did Toby hurt you? Don't be frightened now. I won't let him have you again. I'll buy you if it takes all my Christmas money. You're mine now!' You can never imagine how these words soothed Bumper's ruffled feelings. It was like being rescued from a terrible giant who intended to dash out your brains and eat you for supper. Bumper's heart began to beat slower and slower, until pretty soon it wasn't going any faster than the ticking of the clock outside in the hallway. They sat there in the dark room for a long time, the girl rubbing Bumper's head and back and crooning gently to him. Then a noise outside, the sound of approaching footsteps, alarmed the white rabbit again. Edith, a voice called. Edith, are you up here? It was Mary, her cousin, calling, and the red-headed girl gently pushed open the door and whispered, I'm in here, cousin Mary. Where's Toby? He's looking for you. I think you'd better get out of the house before he finds you. Take Bumper with you, and we'll buy him something else to keep him quiet. Then I can keep him? Call him really and truly mine? Yes, if you can get away with him. Toby isn't old enough yet for pets. (laughs) He's old enough, sniffled Edith, but he's been spoiled and don't know how to treat them. If he ever lays hands on my rabbit again, I'll box his ears so hard he'll never forget it. That's what I'll do. Mary seemed to concur in this, for she smiled and rubbed Bumpers' head before adding, He'd raise an awful howl, I suppose, if he knew you were here. You'd better go home now. You can get through the backyard without Toby seeing you. Let him see if he likes, retorted Edith, shaking her red curls and tilting her freckled nose upward. I won't let him have the rabbit. Aunt Helen ought to spank him. That's what he deserves. Mary walked ahead down the stairs to see if Toby was around. And then when they reached the kitchen, Edith climbed through an open window into the backyard. There was a thick hedge around the yard and back of that another yard which smelt so sweet with flowers and green lawn that Bumper raised his head and sniffed. My, what a whiff that was! There was a vegetable garden hidden back of the rose bushes, filled with crisp lettuce, golden carrots, emerald green cabbages, blood-red beets, blanching celery, peas, beans, corn, potatoes, and green grass everywhere. It was a whiff from rabbit, Arkady and bumper forgot all the dangers he had been through no no you mustn't jump out of my arms warned edith when he struggled to get down and roll around in the green grass toby might be looking there was an opening in the thick hedge and through this the red-haired girl crawled into the second garden if anything this was a more wonderful garden than the first the odors were intoxicating there were flowers and birds and trees as well as succulent vegetables a most wonderful elm tree spread out like an umbrella and shaded the whole lawn. Beneath this, the girl stopped a moment and let Bumper nibble at the green grass. For a city rabbit who had never seen green grass growing, and had only tasted of vegetable several days or a week old, this visit to the garden was like a foretaste of what all rabbits must consider heaven. Nothing Bumper had ever eaten tasted quite so good as that grass, and when the girl picked a fresh crisp carrot from the garden, he couldn't believe it It was anything but a magic carrot it was so sweet and juicy that it made his mouth water now you must come in the house edith said after he had eaten so much that he was in danger of exploding like an overripe tomato i'm going to keep you right in my bedroom tonight. then daddy will make a house for you in the morning bumper spent the night in a box lined with fresh green grass at the foot of the little girl's bed but not until after he had met another person whom he feared and disliked almost as much as the bad boy called Toby. She was a cross old nurse, who looked after Edith, and she didn't like rabbits, not live ones. She admired Bumper's soft white hair and remarked, Wouldn't it make a handsome fur-neck scarf? I wonder how much it would cost. Edith snatched the rabbit from her hands. You wicked old thing, she exclaimed. I believe you'd kill Bumper just for his fur. What a funny little girl you are the nurse laughed what are rabbits for if you can't use their skins for furs with that edith clapped bumper in the box and sat on the lid i'm going to sit there until you go she said the nurse laughed and when she finally left the room the red-haired girl jumped up and locked the door then she patted bumper again before slipping in bed for the night it was early morning before the rabbit had heard another word from her the moon peeking in through the window made bumper feel quite at home and with it came the sweet aroma of that garden, intoxicating smells of roses, green grass, and succulent vegetables. Are you there, little Bumper? The girl called just as the sun rose. She was in her thin nightie, with her wonderful braids of red hair streaming down her back. Bumper thumped on the box with both hind feet to express his delight at seeing her again. Now you're coming to bed with me, she added, and sure enough she lifted the white rabbit from the box and carried him to her bed. It was soft and warm under the sheets, and Bumper began playing hide-and-seek with her toes, making her shout and giggle every time his whiskers rubbed against one. It must have been the noise they made that attracted the nurse, for she suddenly knocked on the door and tried to open it. Edith sprang out of bed and put the rabbit in his box before she opened the door. "'Why was that door locked?' asked the nurse severely. "'Because,' replied Edith saucily, "'I didn't want you snooping in here the night to steal Bunny.' well of all things if you ever do that again i'll tell your mother suppose the house took fire with you locked in here i'd know enough to unlock the door wouldn't i retorted the girl the nurse went to the bed and threw back the sheets to air them then in angry amazement she exclaimed you've had that dirty beast in the bed now dog tell me a story yes nursey and we had a beautiful time playing hide-and-seek under the bedclothes The nurse stared hard at Edith and then shook her head. You're a naughty girl and I'll give the rabbit to Carlo. See if I don't. This didn't frighten the girl a bit. She laughed in the nurse's face, but it gave Bumper such a shock that he missed three heartbeats and one of his whiskers, for he knew Carlo was the dog he had heard barking all night long. End of story number five